Welcome to Gain That Tune. going on everybody it's game that tune back in the house once again um it's your boy john harrington here we got john regan with us say hey i believe you meant your incompetently absurd king john regan and Damn. hey we're correcting that for the first time ever now <laughs> okay so uh, it, uh, lord regan uh, say hey hey and uh, we got jesse moore say hey hey and we've got david fleming say hey into the mic please hey Thank you. Thank I you, David. I was so close Speak. to just like completely tilting my head away for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> David fades away forever. Uh, if you're just joining us here on Game That Tune, uh, what we do is we listen to video game music. We've each brought three songs from a game. We try and guess each other's games based on the songs with a little bit of trivia. We goof off. We have a lot of fun. We uh, talk a lot of nonsense. And the uh, winner at the end of each episode gets to pick a bonus tune and, or wait, no, pick a theme for the next episode and play their bonus tune. Man, I I usually don't mess that part up. Um, And the winner last week, (laughs) no, it's okay. Uh, You know, it'll be fine. Um, The the winner last week was me. Maybe that's why I'm messing everything up. I'm I'm riding high on a win from last week. You're just so damn Uh, excited to, like, get to your theme. You're drunk with power. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, you know, uh, so the last week's theme, we did a fantastic episode on the original PlayStation, which uh, I had you know very little to uh, say, and yet somehow I managed to win the episode. Uh, this week, I decided to go with the completely original and fantastic, uh, you know, obvious next step theme. It's games from the PlayStation Two, which everybody on Earth owned at some point, because uh, you know it's just that's the facts of life. Like you know, 2001 rolled around, everybody suddenly had a PlayStation Two, and we all bought DVDs for the first times in our lives. That's just how it went. Um, so yeah, it's. Uh, it's going to be a, a great show. We've we've got five games on tonight's show out of the thousands and thousands of possible PlayStation 2 selections. So uh, I'm sure that we've all played each other's games, know every single game on the PlayStation 2. There's no way anything's getting past this group. We're, you know, we're, we're a steel trap, baby. We know everything there is to know about uh, the immense Sony catalog for the PlayStation 2. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we've got a great fan request, and... Uh, I think, uh, you know, I think the mission is to have some fun tonight, and I think that will be uh, mission accomplished. So, uh, Johnny, why don't we jump right into game one? Game one.
All right. So this uh, this is our fan request for the evening. This one comes to us from frequent requester and Patreon priority requester Dire Crow at Dire Hunch Crow on Twitter. Uh, thank you very much for this request. This game sold so poorly that it was the final game released by its developer before the studio was shut down. everybody feel not great but i, I have a okay. guess i feel great i can listen to surf rock all day it's a great genre yeah, of man. music i mean that's true yeah. it is. <laughs> all right so let's see some answers uh let's see john <laughs> john regan says final surf fantasy which is close uh david says raya dark lineage sadly uh, incorrect and jesse has the correct answer it's god hand 
Oh shit! I should have known because you asked me if I had picked God Hand before. Because <laughs> I asked you, because we talked about this prior to the show, and I said that the the request was God Hand. Uh, that's why I asked that a week ago, so that you would just bury that in your DMs and forget all about it. So that is exactly uh, sorry, what happened too. <laughs> yeah, I you know when I got this request, I was like, uh, okay, well, God Hand seems like the kind of thing. I could see Jesse or David picking this for various reasons. I better just kind of float it out there, like, did, uh, did any of you guys maybe pick a god hand? And uh, lo and behold, apparently you have not. So, uh, Jesse, did you play god hand? Unfortunately, this is one of the games I missed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a common story with god hand. It, uh, it did so poorly that it killed Clover Studio. Uh, well, David, did you ever get I, a chance to play God Hand? <laughs> mm, I, mm, hmm. Okay, to answer your question, no. Um, See? But, <laughs> no, it was just like... Should have bought it. it. Like, it killed the studio. I was like, yeah, I guess, because Clover is dead, but Platinum is basically Clover, and they're still kicking, so... Well, yeah, but they had to die first. That's true. In order to be... In order to, you know, Plat- re-emerge. Platinum is the phoenix that arose from Clover's ashes. Indeed, they are. You, you know, you stole the analogy right out of my mouth. But yeah, in it order to you know odd, rise as the, as a phoenix, platinum had to you know clover had to die. So the I, sacrificial lamb. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like God Hand is kind of a weird move in terms of like Nintendo licensing out one of their Smash Brothers characters to like some other studio to make a game with. That's Master Hand. Oh, son of a bitch. Mm. <laughs> That would be such a cool thing if this were a Master Hand game. <laughs> Although I love the fact of you playing God Hand and all the moves require your hand turning into a giant cartoony Mickey Mouse glove. Yeah, exactly. That's you know. Oh man. And then the sequel Crazy Hand would be pretty good too. Because uh man. Actually quite See, frankly, crazy we, hand need just that. Makes we need to think a- of Crazy hand just makes me think of crazy taxi, but instead of a car, you're just a giant hand picking people up and dropping them off places. You know what crazy hand is? Crazy hand is nothing but a bunch of, like, knife-based mini-games. You know, like, put the hand (laughs) on the table and (laughs) you keep playing knife games all night. That's all crazy hand is. Coming soon to Nintendo Switch. (laughs) Tick, 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 (laughs) tick. Uh, but yeah, Do a, not a use master an actual hand. knife on your gamepad. <laughs> yeah. Comes with that uh, attachable peripheral that's shaped like a knife. <laughs> it's, just a, uh, it's just a knife like duct tape yeah. to a Joy-Con. Man, it's, it's a Labo knife. <laughs> oh god. Label got weird. <laughs> yeah. Um so no, this that's not what God Hand is. Uh so all that sounded all that sounded good. God Hand is a uh, like wacky ass beat 'em up from uh, the studio that died and became Platinum Games. So uh, you play as a guy named Gene, you know, the most badass name of all time, uh, and you, you get the God Hand, and it's just like a super-powered hand, apparently, that you get to use to fight demons. Does and, you use uh, it for anything else? You know, no, no, I haven't played this game. Let's not go down this rabbit hole. Let us not, not that go quickly. down quickly. <laughs> You know, let's at least get the synopsis of like what the game is out before we, you know, just start I'm talking not. about masturbating through the god hand. <laughs> what? I was thinking about just being like a master pianist. Of course you were, John. That's obviously yeah. where your mind went. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do with your hands. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> right. So, if but you just which ones one do you bring up? Hand, 
Let me just uh, let me just you know rewind the tape back to our Adams family discussion. <laughs> you know, what was the only thing you asked about thing? Uh, anyway, <laughs> well, God he's hand. Just a hand. What else <laughs> is he gonna do? Fuck. <laughs> well, what, you know, what does that lead me to think that you do with hands? <laughs> just well, say I have more parts, so I can like use my hands in conjunction with other parts to do complicated tasks. That thing is right. unable to do because he is just a hand. But so you all do he can not do have to wrap his fingers around a dick, and that's it. You know. <laughs> okay, but what if you know? But what if thing had the god hand, and you you know played a beat 'em up as thing wearing a powerful gauntlet fighting demons? This is now the master hand, that crazy hand, be beat 'em really up. Cool. Uh, See, that's what we—that's the crossover we really need. We need Thing from the Adams family to get a hold of the Infinity Gauntlet and just walk around oh, yeah. with it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, so God Hand, you get to just, it's just a fucking crazy beat em up. It's apparently, like, supposed to be comedic. Uh, I was watching a couple of videos on it, and it's, uh, it's pretty fucking bizarre and out there, man. Like, at some point, you're fighting what look like the Power Rangers, but they're all, like, midgets. They, you know, they, like, pose and attack you, and they're all, you know, really short. And like squeaky, and uh, then there's another fight where you're fighting like two guys in like carnivale outfits, but it's like really skimpy outfits on guys. I, you know, I, I I don't know, man. It's uh, I'm not sure what the humor style they're going for is. If it's just throw everything at the wall Japanese. and see how it goes. Yes. Japanese. They see that's the, thing, the description's like it uses Japanese and Western humor. I'm like. At some point, you fight a giant black guy that sucks in a cigar so much and blows the smoke out that it clouds the screen, and then he, like, throws his belly at you. I'm not sure if that's Western humor from past, like, 1940 or so, but, uh... Is this it looks kind of, like, like, Fist of the North Star? Uh, I have no real reference point for Fist of the North Star okay, besides, like, a gif of a guy punching a lot, and that could be it. Uh... <laughs> But, uh, no, this game just looks like a fucking, you know, wacky beat-em-up. You get to cycle through, like, you get to charge up your fist and choose new attacks and all kinds of stuff. And, um, apparently at one point they were, uh, they were considering, uh, the character from this for Marvel vs. Capcom 3, which, uh, I think would have been great. That would have been amazing. <laughs> and I mean, I'm then glad the that studio. <laughs> made it in, but holy yeah. shit, Gene from God Hand would have been fucking great. Right, the studio collapsed, so they went with Amaterasu instead, which, you know, it's, I guess that's their Clover representation. Um, well, that's not true. Though, Clover you know, also I mean, did Beautiful Joe, and Beautiful Joe is in the game. Sure, but I'm not just pointing to Amaterasu, because their game came out the same year as God Hand. Um, but yeah, uh, I kind of wish that uh, this game got the same treatment as Okami, though. Because uh, Okami's been released just about on everything possible since it came out in Godhead, and they're just like, that studio's dead, don't worry about it. It's like, come, come on, man, don't... What's that crazy fisting game you have back there? Is that what it is? No, no, it's a beat-em-up, but you, get, you don't get to play it. Here, you can have Okami again, and again and again, and again and again and again and again and again. Like... No, re- you know, release God Hand again. <laughs> I do think that's kind of weird, because, like, Clover released the Beautiful Joe games, and there were a couple of them, and then they released... Uh, Okami, which was like an action-adventure Zelda-style game. And then they released God Hand, and then they became Platinum. And all of their games as Platinum have been basically like action beat-em-up games. And, yeah. like, it's weird that Okami is the one Clover game they keep re-releasing, because that's the yeah. the one different game. 
Like, Beautiful yeah. Joe and God Hand are basically just beat-em-ups, which is what Platinum is doing now. So Right. Yeah, you got your 2D beat-em-up, you got your 3D beat-em-up, and they won't release either of them. <laughs> like, it, And it's strange, too, because, I mean, Okami and this came out in 2006... Did the didn't the PS3 fucking launched in 2006? This might have came out after the fucking PS3 launch for the PS2. So like, you know, this has been begging to be remade. <laughs> like, um, just just for clarity, I double checked the dates. It came out September 14th in Japan, October 10th in America, and I believe okay, the, the PS3 PS- launched in like November of 2016. It launched in mid-November alongside the Wii. But yeah, this game came out in North America a month before the PS3 and has not been remade in any capacity. And that seems odd to me because it's a 3D beat-em-up with crazy wacky shit going on. And I, I don't understand why they buried this. And that surf rock soundtrack, man. Like, yeah. it it's so out there. Like, you know, I love just, you know, brawling on motherfuckers and using all kinds of crazy charged up god attacks. And then there's just like a surfing guitar going on. Like... I don't know, man. It's uh, it's strange that this is lost to 2006 and the PlayStation 2. Cause, you know, I think it's... you can download it on the PlayStation Shop. Okay, I need to look into that because, uh, you know, frankly, it seems like it should have been re-released in like HD and for Switch and for you know ev- everything that they re-released Okami on. They should have released God Hand on. Like, oh, can you imagine a God Hand that involved really shitty Wii motion controls? I mean, come on, that writes itself. <laughs> like, there you, know, you move more... around with one, and the other one's your God Hand. <laughs> there should have been more beat 'em ups with the Wii, where you had to have the nunchuck and Wii remote and use those to like punch. Oh yes, you know that would have. Oh man, that's uh, that was the promise of the Wii when it first came out. It's like it could do anything that you can do with your hands, and then. Nope, mm. it turns out couldn't really do that. <laughs> so, um, you know, no, uh, no subsequent God Hand, but uh, man, what a what a pick, what a what a way to start. Uh, you know, again, fantastic soundtrack uh, from a you know bizarrely overlooked game. Um, and yeah, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that Clover Studio is dead because Platinum <laughs> Games is alive. <laughs> so you know, all's Fuck well yeah, that Bayonetta. Cont- All's well that continues well, as long as they continue making games and don't don't die again. Because uh, uh, I, I don't know if I could deal with uh, the end of Platinum Games. So, let's not have that. Let's move on to more pleasant things. Uh, uh, thank you, Dire Crow, for the request. And, uh, Johnny, I think it's time to move on to Game 2. Game 2. <laughs>
Alright. So this game was completed in 2006, but it was delayed to 2007 as they did not want to cannibalize the market for their other titles, particularly Persona 3.
I'm very sorry, Jesse. Right, Can gentlemen. you give that trivia again? Yes. Um, basically, it was ready to go in 2006, but they delayed it in 2007 because they didn't want to um, screw up the market for their other games like Persona 3. Pretty obvious what this is. <laughs> okay, we got uh, John. Oh, okay. That was better. All right, we got two guesses for uh, <laughs> Odin Sphere and David with Persona 4. Uh, the Odin Sphere is correct. I had audio troubles. I had a difficult time thinking. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm not going to win this show. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's all right, baby. You know, uh, next week's episode 130. It's always your theme anyway. So, uh, you know, great job. Uh, you know, the Persona 4 joke answer was, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Like, you know, what would really fuck up Persona 3? Persona 4? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. wait. A different game. A game that they <laughs> delayed well past the launch of the PlayStation 3. Like Odin Sphere. Um, Jesse, what is this? This game is, uh, I've tried it a few times and I recently booted it back up because it's one of those PS2 games you can buy on the PlayStation Network, like God Hand. Um, I'm not sponsored by Sony. And, um, well done. So this game, it's like a weird mix between Norse mythology, uh, European fairy tales, and Shakespeare. And it's a side-scrolling uh, beat-em-up action RPG. And like, so you play as this Valkyrie named Gwendolyn. And she's got this cool spear, and she can, like, double jump and fly and um, cast spells and stuff. And it's really, it's it's a very, very hard game. I was playing it on normal mode, and if I got into any boss fight, it was just a fucking kick to the nuts every time. It was like Dark Souls. <laughs> so, like, I did the thing that I... <laughs> I hate to do, but I just I wanted to play it more because otherwise, because the game is beautiful. It's a vanillaware game, so mm. like it's it is pretty. It looks like a freaking cartoon, and um, so I bumped it down to easy, and uh, I actually beat some bosses and stuff. So hey man, hey, there's hey. no shame in that. There is no shame in playing on easy mode. Yeah, yeah. honestly, it's like it's fine to tee it up. Like it it's or it's fine. Yeah, I mean, but if like, it's a game, if it's a game you really want to play, and it's got like charming graphics and a charming story and a world you want to play in, then you know, quite frankly, you should be able to play in it without uh, just pulling your fucking hair out. Uh, I I fully support like I don't know casual play at this point for just really charming fucking games. Like <laughs> if it's a if it's like a fighting game, I don't know, man. Maybe uh, you know, maybe yeah, you lock something behind like some uh, some skilled tiers, but like no fucking charming ass RPGs and shit. Let's just let's just be able to play it however we like, please. That's why I stopped playing Persona Five. <laughs> oh yeah, I think you can bump that one down, can't you? I don't know. I need to look into it because I was not having a good time anymore. <laughs> oh, that sucks. It happens. Too, too many insta deaths. <laughs> Ma- yeah, that's exactly what happened. Maybe it's an Atlas thing, like. You know. <laughs> Maybe uh, maybe insta-death in the first dungeon is an atlas thing that uh, they just oh, need to... Oh, that totally is. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know that now, because it happened too many times for me to continue playing and enjoying the game. 
Um, but yeah, so uh, so Odin Sphere. It's is it like a traditional RPG type thing, or uh, it's like a side-scrolling beat 'em up. Word. It has RPG elements though, doesn't it? Yeah, like you level up your um, like your magic and your health. You level your health up by eating food, uh, which you can like find food. You can make food, and you can like make potions and stuff. Um, the alchemy is a little complicated, but once you get the hang of it, it's okay. Um, the combat is super fun. Uh, you have like a little meter, like an action point meter, so you can't just like spam attacks. It's kind of like, um, I'm trying to think of what it's like, but like basically you have so many attacks before your stamina runs out. So you got to like kind of, uh, like attack, 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 then, you know, jump and run away or something, then attack, attack, attack. Mm-hmm. And, um, otherwise you'll get like dizzy and, um. They introduced poison really soon in the game, and that is <laughs> really annoying. So that's pretty annoying. <laughs> so that just kills your characters, like, you know, really quickly? Uh, it, Not it, really. It, Honestly, like, you can deal with being poisoned. It's just, one, it does take away your health, and two, it has the most annoying sound. It's like, beep, 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 beep. Oh, it's like, I know I'm fucking poisoned. Shut up. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. So, at what point do you, uh, like, travel to the bottom of the sea to explore the alien spacecraft? I haven't got that far yet. Okay. Um, but yeah, I am no, aware no. that there's some weird stuff in this game. Okay. <laughs> um, do you get to play at any point as Dustin Hoffman or Samuel L. Jackson? Uh, no, you do not. Okay, cool. I feel so. like you're making reference to something that's going over everybody's head. Yeah, I can't believe these references to the 1998 thriller Sphere would be going over everybody's head. Oh, <laughs> oh I see. Wow. Yeah. What? That is a yeah. deep fucking cut. Yeah, the the Barry Levinson directed Michael Crichton based Sphere starring Dustin Hoffman. I mean, come on, we all know that one, right? <laughs> I was really racking my brain trying to remember that movie at all. I'm like, they went underwater. I think it was a spacecraft thing. Fuck. I no, can't you're make thinking a of Cocoon, sphere reference. I'll look like an idiot. Spacecraft in the pool. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cocoon? So anyway, it's not Dustin Hoffman fighting Norse uh, Norse gods underwater. Um, no. Which is good. That's good. I don't want that anymore. You know. Sorry, Dustin. Although um, I do think it's cool that um, Vanillaware started with Odin Sphere, set in like European mythology, and then they did Muramase on the Wii, set in like. East Asian Japanese mythology. Like, I wish they would just every six years or so pump out a, a beat 'em up in another country's mythology. Like, can we get a fucking Aztec beat 'em up RPG? That'd be Word. dope. You know, if I had what? you know thought to look into Vanillaware and be like, oh, they made Muramasa the Demon Blade, I would have made you know, reference to that rather than fucking Sphere by Michael Crichton. Shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, I liked Muramasa the, for the little while that I played it. That game's dope and pretty. <laughs> so, <laughs> shit. This, this game's That's, actually. Uh, hmm. Yeah, uh, from what I'm to understand, Odin Sphere is just Muramasa but European. Okay. Well, it's actually it's a spiritual successful to this game called Princess Crown, which was a uh, like a beat 'em up RPG on Sega Saturn that we never got a release of. Is that the one where they all turn into hot female versions of the male characters and you fuck them? No. 
No, it's no, not that, that that's at all. the one that Johnny has played eight times because he owns eight Sega Saturns, as is well established within the canon of Game That Tune. Okay, Princess Crown, not Super Crown. Got it. Um, yeah, you know cool. what I'm just wondering about right now is has any what you'd look like wearing the Super Crown. No, well, okay, now yes, oh, but man. has any company ever <laughs> done a game based in Greek mythology and then just wait a year, just did a finder place on all the names and release a game based on Roman mythology? Because I feel like that would be God. a great, easy way to make in a bunch of extra money. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I'm legit surprised that God of War didn't go that direction. Oh, it would have been such an easy cash in. Ares, <laughs> like, you know, I'm coming you know? for you. 2008 rolls around. Mars, you motherfucker, I'm coming for you. Like, <laughs> that would have been huh? so good. I would have loved that so much. It's the same exact game. Uh, yeah, I will I think send you uh, to Hades. I will send you to Pluto. I feel like Assassin's Creed is approaching that because now they've... Uh, I don't know if they're they're all over the place in the timeline, but now Assassin's Creed's doing just the Odyssey, but Assassin's Creed, and I'm like, okay, well that's that's cool. Like, did, did they run out of like Roman uh, like real cities to go around in? So now they're just going back into the Iliad. Like, okay, fuck it. <laughs> like, let's just I'm hop still- around real in fiction. You know, Greek, Roman, Egyptian. Uh, Colonial America, yeah, let's just fucking do it all. They could do, <laughs> they could do the Odyssey and then just re-release <laughs> Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Assassin's Creed, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I would play the shit out of that. Dude, yeah, an Assassin's Creed game set in the Antebellum South would be fucking dope. <laughs> uh, but maybe or not as dope I'll- as Odin's Sphere. <laughs> As I say, alternatively, a Vanillaware beat em up said in the end to Bellum South. That would oh, be amazing, yeah. too. You know, yeah, Odin, oh, brother, where arts, Odin, brother, where arts fear. <laughs> you come to a crossroads and have to fight the devil. Uh, I support that. that. about right. I support all of it. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. This game, uh, this game looks cool. Uh, and this has, uh, so we can say certifiably, sponsored by PlayStation, uh, Greatness Awaits, that this game has been released in some capacity at some point, right? <laughs> they actually uh, re-released it on PlayStation 4 called Odin Sphere, uh, like, Luftwaffe or something. Uh, Luftwaffe? <laughs> no. Life Waffles? Thrysir. Life Thrysir. <laughs> it's some, like, okay. Norse word. Hefeweizen? Yeah. Mm, I don't want to derail the conversation <laughs> further, but the idea of a game where you play as like a Valkyrie maiden fucking up Nazis is my dream game, basically. Yes, I can tell, David. <laughs> Get your boner out from behind that pop filter. Um, anyway, uh, okay, yeah, so cool. I'm going to need to look into this on my PlayStation uh, 4, which I own and can buy games on. That's, see, that's already an improvement over God Hand, so I like it, man. Um, Anything else on uh, on Odin Sphere? No, it's it's a I think it's a pretty sweet game. It's very, you know, it's very challenging if you play it on normal. Fuck that. Play it on easy. Still kind of challenging, but way more manageable. I can handle that. I like that. So, awesome, man. Uh, Johnny, I think it's time to move on to game 3. Game 3.
So this game decided to um, only let you use the main protagonist in a portion of the game with a new protagonist being used in the rest of the game. Let's see some answers. All right. <laughs> David says Sonic Heroes, which is incorrect. Jesse and John both say Metal Gear Solid 2, which is correct. Ah, the, the fuck? Yeah, mm -hmm. I picked this game because John last week, you know, we went over how he wasn't going to use Metal Gear Solid because that was too obvious for him to use, and I knew he wouldn't use it this week's too obvious for him to use, so I decided to use it and steal it from him and prevent him from using it in future episodes of Game That Tune. <laughs> Johnny. How absurd. Absurd <laughs> <laughs> oh. no. King okay, is um, mad with power. Um, John Harrington and Jesse, please, the three of us, let's not say a single word. Johnny, tell us everything that you love about Metal Gear Solid 2. I absolutely Johnny, love. Yeah, please. What did I just fucking say? Let the I man was, speak. I just I'm, I'm choking on my own rage here. <laughs> I There's so many great things about Metal Gear Solid 2. I really appreciate the fact that, you know, the thinking of the protagonist switch, you know, with Raiden is that it doesn't make sense for Snake to have to go through a bunch of tutorial levels because he's like an experienced veteran. He knows what he's doing. And so they introduce this new guy, Raiden. And I hate to say it, I think Raiden is the far superior character to Snake. Hands down. Why is that? <laughs> no, no, no. Let him let him keep going. Johnny. Uh, Let's see if he <clears throat> can fill eight minutes on Metal Gear Solid 2, a game we are all aware he has played to completion multiple times. Well, this wasn't another, part of the simulation. Another thing I absolutely love about the game is uh, that one character, shit, I'm drawing a blank, uh, Olga Gurkovich? I, I can't, God, it's been so long. Olga, you know, the turncoat, the badass female turncoat character? She's just awesome. She's great. Uh, she turns out to be the cyborg ninja, if I remember this right. <laughs> it's, it's been a bit. I think that's right, though. Jo mm. You're getting it kind of right. Um, if I remember, there's a, a, a sequence where you climb a ladder for nine straight minutes, which was 
praise as being like one of the most artistic, like greatest artistic decisions ever made in a Metal Gear game. Uh, you can shoot. I thought that was in three. Oh shit, that might have been three. They might be blurring together a little bit. To those listening in podcast form, this is what we call Johnny Reads About Metal Gear Solid through TVTropes.org. That boss fight versus that fat man was pretty crazy. Uh, that was like probably one of the best boss fights I've ever gotten experience in a video game. Hands down. I mm, I can't believe this, John. This you know, this wasn't your role, John. This this is not acceptable. Like I just. <laughs> Oh, God. I mean, for fuck's sake, I wrote Sonic Heroes because that's what we agreed upon before the show began, what you were going to choose. What the hell kind of curveball is this? I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's malicious, quite frankly. As malicious as a certain character in Metal Gear Solid 2, which I'm sure John doesn't have any idea who he is. It's absurd. Yeah. Are you talking about, um, Vamp? And when he killed Octacon's sister, which was <laughs> probably one of the most Octacon. devastating yeah. things I've ever Octacon, seen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's official. The simulation is broken. Um, oh God, this wasn't this wasn't part of the simulation at all. Um, yeah, the mission's a failure. I can't handle this, man. This is, uh... Fucking... I, I, this was not how this was supposed to go tonight, John. This was po- supposed to be my game. I had this game. This was my game. So, you know, one of my games, John. It's one of my games. My game, John. It's my game. John. <laughs> I think... I John, think are we breaking your brain right now? I... Well, David already quit the show, so... Yeah, I'm surprised to... Uh, I didn't oh, realize he fuck. was that big of a Metal Gear fan, too. Fuck. Yeah, that, you know, this has gone very strangely. Uh, Johnny. 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 I, game I, four. I, Start I the calculating John... computer. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I think John's going haywire. Is that what's happening right now? Variety level 129. <laughs> oh. John. <laughs> Fuck. It's like when... <laughs> oh, <John's> out. <laughs> it's like when, um... God, I forget his name. It's been a long time. Wait, did like John near leave? the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah, John... He started acting really funny. I think John went haywire. And, uh... Broke... I think we broke his brain a little bit. So... But the one dude, like, he, uh... Codex you near the end of the game... And starts saying a bunch of ridiculous stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe he's doing that. <laughs> For the audio podcast, Johnny. Uh, John is hey, left, John, and he's come here? back with Turn off and a the shirt. live stream. <laughs> <laughs> he's reenacting the famous scene from it's corrupted. Uh, it's corrupted. Johnny's favorite game, Metal Gear Solid Two. <laughs> He owns eight copies of it. Yeah. I like this. Mm. I like this John, new John. Tell us your favorite boss fight. Metal Gear we series. 
The best boss fight, I think, in the whole Metal Gear series was that one where you had to switch to controller port 2 in order for him not to read your mind. That's not a bad idea. When the game went meta. Checks out. Hey, you can't spell Metal Gear without meta. Yeah. I don't know if that's true I'm, or not. I'm just <laughs> waiting for John to say Lolly Luli Lay. David. Who? That's not the way it's pronounced. Lolly Luli Low. Lolly Luli Low. Thank you, Justin. Stop reading from a fucking monitor, John. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny, something strange happened to me the other night. As I was driving home, uh, I saw a glowing orb descending from the sky. It engulfed my entire body, and I was surrounded by a warmth and a comfort that I hadn't felt before. And when I awoke, I was here recording this podcast. What do you think happened? I think you're describing you? that TV show, The Prisoner, is what you're doing. Oh, I thought it was Alf. <laughs> I think... I, it's the shirt. I think we need to move on to the next game. <laughs> In the simulation.
All right, so trivia for this game. Weapon mode. So, level zero one. Destroy all targets. Reach the goal. Number of targets three. John, can you repeat that trivia again? Yeah. Um, this is the first game in this series to feature a speaking protagonist. Uh, That's not the truth. Uh, doesn't matter. I'm fucked. <laughs> see, David says SOCOM 3 U.S. Navy SEALs. That's incorrect. John and Jesse both say Grand Theft Auto Vice City, which is correct. Fuck me, I'm a stupid piece of shit. Alright. So, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Um, man, I'm so glad that I get to say this phrase on tonight's show. That last song was from composer Tito Puente. Um, <laughs> man. We finally get to do it. 
I've been waiting 129 episodes to be able to <laughs> break out composer Tito Puente for the show, and it just it so <laughs> seldom comes up. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I think uh, I, I'm, I, I would almost say with 100% certainty that we've all played Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Have we not? Twice? Yes. I love that game. Okay, cool. Um, good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. So, uh, yeah, what's everybody's favorite thing about Grand Theft Auto Vice City? Uh, it's, <laughs> you know, what, what a game. You know, let's just go around the horn. Go nuts. Driving. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, one. the one thing I loved about this game is the fact that there was an open bridge that you could jump. I feel like there might have been, yeah. I think so, because I'm, I'm pretty sure this... Did this introduce us stunt jumps? No, no. I think it did. Oh, no, there were... I just remember playing this game over at John Regan's house with John and John, and I... It was, like, my turn, and I was just dicking around in the city, and there was a bridge that was, like, starting to open. I was like, I wonder if I could jump that, and I jumped it, and that made me happy. Right. Yeah, you know, they uh, they definitely went with the, uh, like, the <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 3 had that weird construct, like, oh, you know, the, the bridge blew up at the beginning of the game, so you can't access the second island of the thing, and it's like... There was definitely a reason you couldn't get to the second island right off the bat during, uh, like, during the beginning of the game. But, I, you know, I don't remember how they resolved that. Like, it's, uh... In Vice City, the bridge was just closed. Yeah, the bridge was closed or it was up. I mean, actually, yeah. I, I'm in really bad shape financially. I, I paid money to my ex-wife as part of our divorce settlement amongst other bills. I just... I had no other choice to make you pay for lunch the other day. I'm really sorry. No, I just... What? <laughs> I don't. I don't remember this reference. I'm sorry. But yeah, and, and they uh, they introduced <laughs> motorcycles in this one. Um, they had some bizarre throwaway thing at the uh, in the other game where like, oh, motorcycles have been outlawed in Liberty City due to you know safety issues. It's like the developers just didn't feel like programming that shit. Like, let's be real here. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, motorcycles just didn't make the deadline. Yeah, two wheels? Yeah, that's complicated. Four, please. <laughs> yeah, we don't have time to program balance into this game. Uh, you know, it... I feel... They added motorcycles, I think, to... I think you eventually got motorcycle in Liberty City from playing Liberty City Stories. But, uh... At that point, Liberty City just felt too old, man. Vice City was where it was at, baby. Um, man, there was something about the novelty. Yeah, I think was this was this one of the earliest games that like played on our just like like nostalgia receptors. Like this was a game that came out in 2002 that was set in 1986. Like a time that I wasn't really alive for, but it was like, well, the novelty of playing actual 1980s something that resembles America, you know, I have to have that. Like, you know, was it just doing something that, like, other games hadn't done at that point? I mean, to be fair, Super Mario All-Stars was a thing that exists, so... Right, touche. Like, preying on nostalgia had happened before. But, like, specifically preying on 1986 nostalgia? No, it was probably Vice City that led the way. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to remember See, if I there remember. were other, other games set in a specific time period in the past. Like, I'm trying to think of other games maybe set in the 60s or 70s. I can't think of 
any. Like, I mean, I can think of some, but like, they're not great. Like, like so technically, Back to the Future set in the 50s, right? But like, it's a terrible game. <laughs> I was just saying, the only thing that I can come up with is Custer's Revenge, but we've also decided to never mention that game on the show. And yeah, nobody has nostalgia for whatever era that was replicating. <laughs> so yeah, maybe this is, maybe it's the combination of 3D game and like Americana-esque nostalgia that just like grabbed everybody right in the balls and made them come into Vice City. Like, that, you know, it's seriously, like, this was like the ultimate trade-off game, right? Like, because <laughs> it wasn't two-player yet, so you had to just, like, hang with your buds and, you know, just try to complete a mission or fuck around and get as high of a wanted level as possible and just, like, haul ass around that city and, you know, like, I don't know, man, it, it was fantastic. Like, they added, uh, I'm trying to think of all the shit, like, there's so much shit they added. Changing costumes. Uh, you know, going to different places to pick up new melee weapons. Like, I, you know, my personal favorite, I love going to the golf course, changing into those golf clothes, grabbing a golf cart and a golf club, and then going around and killing people with a golf club. I mean, it's, you know, there's something very, very fun about that. Um, trying to, you know, and yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's the fact that it had a voice actor, like, it had fucking Ray Liotta. As the main character, maybe that really helped because the first one, it's like, okay, well, you know, it's, I guess it makes sense that you can't have him have a voice because you know who knows what his motivations are. They could be altruistic, or they could be do as many drugs and kill as many people as possible. But if, since he's not talking, you never know. You know, having a having a voice cast and like an actual story that's worth a shit, I think it really made a difference. Um, I'm I'm trying to remember who else was in that game. Is it really necessary to ask, John, if you have... It's just a good idea not to perform those maneuvers right now. There could be complications. Again, you're making references that I just don't understand. I'm pretty sure at some point... Pretty sure at some point in the game you have to kill Burt Reynolds and steal the Scarface mansion from him. Um, Really? I just remember the soundtrack to this game being fucking great. Especially there was a a scene where you're in an office like having a serious conversation and take these broken wings playing in the background. (laughs) Oh, dude. I think that's also, you know, a heavy contributor. Like, I was all about this soundtrack back in the day. Like, uh, what was the name of that shitty music store in St. Augustine? Not Music Matters. The one that was, like, across US 1 from that. Turtle Um, Music? Yeah, it was Turtles Music, and they had the Radio Espantoso CD on clearance at some point, and I bought it for like three fucking dollars, and I was driving around jamming to that shit. Like, I had Radio Espantoso, the Cuban, you know, Afro jazz station playing in my car. At, uh, not all times, but most times. Like, that, you know, that was, uh, that was a delight. And then all the, all the stations that were actually, like, real, just like pop hits and things, it's just... I mean, you know, we can go around the horn and just, like, choose our favorite songs from the game, I'm sure. Jesse, what's your favorite song from the game? I'm a sucker for fucking Yes. You know, maybe that was the first time that I got super nostalgic or, like, super into fucking Flock of Seagulls. Like, I, I, I definitely heard it at some point. But then it's like, you know, this game seems like the most effective use of Iran by a flock of seagulls. <laughs> Johnny, what about you, man? What's your, uh, what's your favorite? I was going to uh, say a flock of seagulls also. <laughs> favorite song fish. or, I mean, favorite radio station, favorite ad on the radio stations. I mean, come on. You know, let's, let's just rap on Vice City. Um, 
God, what, what, I mean, I, I know there's probably some, like, 80s rock in there. I'm, I, I, it's been a bit, but, um, I want to say that, oh, Two Minutes to Midnight was in that, in, in, on that soundtrack, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. V-Rock had some, some fucking fantastic, fantastic no. songs. Even better, you've got another thing coming by Judas Priest. That is a sweet ass song to drive oh, around and run yeah. over. Yeah, dude. Oh no, the v- the V Rock station was stacked. You had fucking like Raining Blood and like Ozzy and fucking Yankee Rose by David Lee Roth, which I can't even say with a straight face. Um, you know, David. What about you, man? I assume since your name's David, you were a big David Lee Roth fan and you like Yankee Rose, and we can just move past that. Um, um, I'm not gonna lie. Going from the V Rock station, I gotta give a shout out to <laughs> Twisted Sister. I wanna rock. Yes. <laughs> oh goodness. Anytime that there's like hair metal in a game, I am all for it. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. They had that. They had fucking Quiet Riot. Like uh, Blondie. Yeah. They had. I believe they had the in-game band Love Fist with a song on the soundtrack. <laughs> oh yeah. shit! I forgot. Um. Wave Love 103, this. the radio station had a uh, 99 Luft Balloons. That's yeah. a fucking classic. Th- there's something I love about running around murdering Africa. people. <laughs> there's something I love about running around and like murdering people to music that doesn't quite fit the murder theme. Like 99 Luft Balloons is in that. Yeah, and, you're uh, kidding. Kid- Kids in America fits very yeah. well for that. Or, or like, Sister Christian. You know, Dude, have you listened to Hyperactive like, by Thomas Dolby? <laughs> I mean, like, it makes have you no listened sense. to 99 Luft Balloons, specifically the English version? You're talking about like running around murdering people well, on that song okay, and how it doesn't yes, fit. About have you heard that song? <laughs> I know it's about Owner Atomic War or whatever, but... <laughs> Owner uh, of a Lonely Heart. <laughs> that reminds me, man. I saw Gubayama the other day at Shabomni. He said to give you his best. So I like this had Africa Wait. before it was a meme. Yeah, uh, yeah. to Toto. Okay. I mean, I I fucking had Africa before it was a meme. I don't know if you recall my wedding, but it was my first dance before it was a fucking meme. So that's true. Uh, I distinctly remember you talking about having Africa as your first dance, and when we <laughs> asked why, you said, "Well, why not?" Yeah, why the fuck not? <laughs> it's a great song. <laughs> hey, uh. John. Can you explain to me uh, Davy DMX? Is this, was that like his first name or something, or what, what's up with that? Wait, what? Okay, on here it says I have a list of the songs and stuff. One of them is by Davy DMX, one for the trouble. And I'm familiar with DMX, but <laughs> why does it say Davy in front of it? That's a that's a fair question. I, uh, you know. I think it's just because rap names uh, over time, they just run out of good ones. Um, and yeah, because uh, DMX and Davey DMX are remarkably different artists. DMX was not active oh, okay. in the 80s, and mostly his uh, his style was yelling and dog barking. And Davey DMX was more of that Curtis Blow, you know, <laughs> oh, okay. you know real simple hip-hop. <laughs> so, you know, but yeah, they they even had the fucking hip hop station, which had the mm. you know like Grandmaster Flash and um, you know the incredibly boring uh, fucking Run DMC. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, man, I love hip hop, but some of that '80s ass hip hop is just a little bit too dull for my tastes. <laughs> like, it's. Uh, I'm gonna make a point to change my name to Davy DMX for all subsequent recordings of the podcast. I think you should do that for your Twitter because that's spookier than whatever you came up with. Like, you into hip-hop scares me more than you with a monster for hair. 
Um, just saying. Ooh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah let's, <laughs> let's have it, man. Um, but yeah, and I mean, the game was just a blast, man. You know, there, there was an actual story. You got to play through it. It had good voice actors. Uh, you know, fucking, like, seriously, they had, like, Burt Reynolds and, like, Dennis Hopper. Uh, you know, th- like, I feel like the mission variety was a lot more than, uh, than what it was in Grand Theft Auto 3. And I feel like it was just, it was a good place to, you know, it was a, it was a great, like, direction to take the series in. You know, they, uh, they didn't quite nail the same nostalgia going into San Andreas. Like, not, you know, 90s, you know, they could have really nailed it, but, like, I feel like they went a little bit too broad. And, uh, I feel like that, you know, I feel like Vice City was, like, the perfect, like, you know, flashback to the past Grand Theft Auto game. Like, because it, it was just such, you know, it was such a like identifiable time like you know san andreas 90s it's like okay it's 90s it's la it's whatever but like you know 80s miami like you know all the music like it, it just it all melded together perfectly like i feel like we need to return to vice city at some point and i don't think they're gonna do it again so maybe well, it's just I feel as well like i feel like not enough time passed for san andreas because San Andreas was like early to mid 90s and the game came out in like 2005 so it was only like 10 years difference but you know Vice City that's a good 20 years like that's when you have enough time to actually have nostalgia for that period yeah I think yeah. that might be it yeah because like when you play Vice City Vice City you're dealing Vice with like dope Vice City, you're dealing with dope 80s cars. When you play with San Andreas, you're just dealing with what you remember as being like kind of shitty older cars that people still had. You know, like... like it stops 90- being like the cool cars from the past and starts being like the car your uncle drives. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like an 85 Camry is kind of cool, a 92 Camry is just kind of lame. No, John, an 85 Camry is one of the worst cars that ever existed. I, I can say that with certainty. Um, I don't know, you know, that, that's the wrong reference point. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, 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 but yeah, no, there, there is a, there is more nostalgia in like 2002 for the 80s than I guess there is in 2004 for the 90s. So that, that all adds up. But yeah, I don't know, man. It's, uh, God, just, it's a fucking classic. I'm so glad that we got this on the show. John, you know, it was a great pick. I'm glad you picked this. Um, wait. <laughs> Just fucking John. go with it. <laughs> I think we broke John again. Oh, it John was a good pick, John. This was your pick for the night. You definitely picked this game. Game five. Oh, yeah. 
Yo me 
So, when it came time to port this game to the PC, the developer hired a group of talented Italian programmers to assist them, giving them all passage to France to travel in the process. One of these programmers got kidnapped, stripped naked, and then locked in the trunk of their car. Apparently, the kidnappers wanted the car just for a bank robbery, but the programmer was reportedly so happy to be alive that they worked even harder on the game. Got some guesses. Waiting on you, John. <laughs> so, John Harrington says Metal Gear Solid 2, sadly incorrect. John Regan and Jesse Moore have the correct answer of Beyond Good and Evil. John Harrington is shirtless and thoroughly confused. Anonymity, or clematis plants juice, can cause burns. 
when pruning them, no, it's no, a good no, idea to wear gloves. No, 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 no. we're we're, right we're done with the Metal Gear bit. We're we're moving on to the Ubisoft bit. I'm sorry to bring this up during the mission, but <laughs> no, we're as this, I said, we're on all part of the animus. We're on to Ubisoft now, so instead of making like vague references to the mission, you should just say. Wah! He's got haywire. The sea lice are getting fed on your rations, Raiden. Shake the equipment window to get rid of the bugs. Alright, we're just gonna Remember shut when John Ryan down, was I naked. Think, and this reboot him in a minute. And this see concludes if that John the reading from the wiki page for Metal Gear Solid quotes. So beyond good and evil, anybody else play this game? <laughs> I, um... I think I, pl I, I remember writing this, but I don't... I don't remember well, to be honest. I was gonna say, um, I would not be surprised if everybody in the show said I didn't play it, because this was one of those games that was highly critically acclaimed and nobody bothered to buy. Seems like a recurring theme tonight. Yeah, because Metal Gear Solid 2, nobody bothered to purchase. I was talking about God Hand. Oh, they made a second one? Of God Hand or Metal Gear? Or, um, Metal Gear. Oh, okay. Is it solid? I, th <laughs> I, I think. Um, shit, I got nothing. Never mind. Let's. Uh, okay. David, tell us more about Beyond Good and Evil. I know there's a pig in this game. I was gonna tell say. So, just to clarify, am I the only one who played Beyond Good and Evil? I think so. Okay. Isn't there like a jetpack uh, powered by farts? <laughs> No, I not that I recall. Um, this game is actually surprisingly really good. It came out in an in an odd period, so I I missed it the first time around. Then they released an HD version of it on uh, PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, where I picked it up because I was finally like, oh, Beyond Good and Evil! Finally, I get to play this game. Uh, this game is really good and a ton of fun. The one thing that I forgot is it came in that weird sort of window in the early 2000s where like every game had to have a stealth emphasis. So it's kind of a stealth action game. You spend half the time beating up people and half the time sneaking around them, which is kind of odd. But no, the game is surprisingly good. Uh, the game stars uh, Jade. Uh, who's this young woman who tends to an orphanage and her friend Paige, who is a pig man, just kind of go with it. And you end up starting off just kind of like making ends meet and trying to help your orphanage and you get a job uh, from this, this corporation taking pictures because you're a photographer of like local flora and fauna and trying to scrounge up extra money to help your orphanage. And then you end up working with that company because they're secretly a front for an anti-government agency and you're trying to take pictures of corruption to like prove that the government is fascist and it suddenly goes down a rabbit hole of a really deep story interesting I don't know if it's, I like games that have an unexpected rabbit hole of deep story that's not really my style <laughs> but um yeah like I remember the first time that I played this game's like getting used to it it's like okay so you're just kind of like 
running, jumping, you know, photography skills. You have a like a bow staff that you use for light combat. It's like, okay, this is fun. And then you go into this cave and you're exploring it and taking pictures of the animals. Like, okay, this is going to be an interesting little like action adventure. And then you start infiltrating like this secret hideout of government agents and you have to start using these stealth tactics you eventually get like a, a weapon sort of that shoots kind of darts so you can you can use that to distract them you know you shoot a dart to the corner they go to investigate the sound you sneak up behind them and attack them and whatnot and it it suddenly becomes this much deeper stealth action game with this huge plot behind it where all of a sudden you're you're wrapped up in this government conspiracy and trying to like be this this agent to out the the fascist dictatorship that's secretly like running the government and it it gets very deep and very complex and still keeping that basis of like stealth action gameplay it's it's a really solid game nice cool Nice, nice, nice. But I was, I was corrected. Uh, if they weren't a, a jetpack, they are fart boots, and the pig guy wears them. Yes. Um, pages. Why, why didn't we lead with fart boots? Because that is how you sell a game to John Regan. Yeah, that could almost snap me out of this, but no, yeah, had to ignore the fart boots. <laughs> well, it's like that's that's one of the things I like about this game is. Um, I'll be perfectly honest. Personally, I'm not super big on stealth games, um, but I was sucked into this one just because of the aesthetics and the world. It's such a fascinating world because it, it, it exists in that weird sci-fi like hybrid world where there are anthropomorphic animal people like running around and you just kind of go with it. Um, there's aliens, there's this cyberpunk world uh, that you explore, and again, there's like robots helping you, and you just kind of fucking go with it. Um, and it also extends to the music, because the music played, that's basically the soundtrack. It has that weird, like, sort of pseudo-funk soundtrack. Uh, there's a couple more atmospheric sound, sound songs to the soundtrack. But it's just, it's such a unique world and that's what made the game so great is that it's so different like so many AAA games now are very cookie cutter and whatnot and this game it wasn't perfect it had its flaws but it was such a unique experience and it did it tried something new which the people who did buy it like really gravitated to it towards um but most people kind of like saw it and looked at it and was like what and passed on it but mm -hmm. it became a real cult classic and allegedly there's a sequel coming but the sequel was announced and nothing has really come of it yeah what do you um, make of that new trailer that uh bizarre hyper realistic monkey flicking people off trailer well, it's weird because there's been two trailers. There was, like, the initial teaser where it was just Jade and Paige, like, hanging out next to their broken cars. Like, okay, cool. And then there was the, the other trailer where it's, you know, the monkey person, like, parkouring all around everything. It's like, okay, that's that's a bit more gameplay, but also, like, uh, what? Um, 
But no, I'm. I will be perfectly honest. The game it did kind of end on a cliffhanger ending. I'm not sure I really want a sequel. Because sometimes you just, you want an ending that leaves you wanting more. And I kind of feel like Beyond Good and Evil was such an experience, so to speak, that I would have been happy with it just as it alone. And I, I don't know how the sequel's going to come. I hope it's good. I want to play it. But if it was just the original game, I would have been fine with that. Yeah, I, I understand that viewpoint because I have the exact same stance on The Office Season 3. Uh, it really could have just ended there on a high and just be done. And instead they had to keep doing things. You know, like sometimes things are good and when you try to recapture that original magic like years later, it doesn't work. Sometimes it does work. Sometimes it could be great. But uh, sometimes there are things where it's like, no, you know what? You just leave it and just, just let it go and move on and do new things, you know? Um, similar hey. how, like, I think, like, Jerry Seinfeld has, like, famously said, like, he'll never do a Seinfeld reunion because he's like, it will not be the same and it'll just disappoint everybody and there's no point in doing it. And uh, it's, I think so sometimes in gaming that people need to think about that a little bit. That's all I'm getting at. It kind of reminds me of, um, Johnny, to kind of go back to one of your wheelhouses, Back to the Future. Like, Back to the Future 1 ends on a perfect moment to build up to Back to the Future 2 and 3. But also, if you look at Back to the Future 1 as a single entity, yeah, it ends on this, like, oh, we're going to the future, what happens next? But it's still self-contained. Like, that's a solid story just as one thing. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to handle that. <laughs> Based on his expression, um, adding this for podcast listeners, John Harrington apparently disagrees. I'm, did, did Johnny steal my opinion on The Office? <laughs> no, John. I, 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 it's not stolen. Like we have. That's my opinion. opinion. Yeah. You can't have it. Get your own. Really, starting in season four is when it starts, like, it's still okay, but it starts to go downhill. John, I know that. Season three was the peak. That's my opinion. I've been defending it for fucking years on Facebook. (laughs) I I mean, I've never disagreed with you. No, fuck. (laughs) Honestly, if we're going to turn this show into a discussion of The Office, I'm confused how The Office American ran for what like nine ten seasons when the 15. british version of the ocean office ended after two seasons it was and we're a talking mistake british tv so like each season is six episodes it was a huge mistake yeah the british have a way better grasp on how to end things on a high note than we do yep no i i, I was surprised to hear that i thought johnny was really just trying to bait me into speaking normally again by no. expressing my exact opinion on the office i yeah. No, Fuck. great minds just think alike. Like we really, like I really do feel this one about The Office. Yeah, good. Yeah, see, three seasons of The Office is just like one good Beyond Good and Evil game. Like that's all you needed. It, it just, you know, it was a good self-contained thing. That was that. Even if it ended, even if it was like Back to the Future and it ended on that cliffhanger ending. I mean, season three of The Office ends with Jim busting in on Pam doing her little talking head thing. He's like, yep. Hey, Pam, you know, you free for dinner? All right, it's a date. Like, boom, perfect wrap-up, doesn't matter what happens in the future, you fill in the blanks, series over, no time for fucking James Spader to show up in a few years and for everything to go fucking haywire. None of that. Yeah, <laughs> season now, three as someone, who's, 
Mm, would have been a legendary finish. The, the British version of The Office. At what point does Mindy Kaling join? Mindy Kaling was on the series from like episode one. Okay, yeah, one or one or two. Yeah. yeah, and then once she takes a more prominent role, she begins uh, ruining the show. Burn. <laughs> I, I was just checking. I've literally only seen the British version of The Office. I've never seen the American version of The Office. Oh, it's pretty well, good. You should see it. You should watch the first three seasons and then act as yeah, though the rest of the that. series does not exist and just be done with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best way to watch it. Right. Because, yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. Those last six seasons suck ass to varying varying levels of uh, ass suckage. But, yeah. That, that's very encouraging to hear. It's like, you should watch the first three seasons, because the next six seasons, like, whoa, god yeah. damn, that's a two, lot. Two-thirds of that show suck ass. I think two-thirds of most TV shows suck ass, honestly. I like, mean, we're, we're, yeah. we're at that point with The Simpsons now, too. Like, yeah. well, well over, the you know, two-thirds of The Simpsons is terrible versus, like, what was great. So, it's, uh, it's a damn shame. But speaking of things that are great, Beyond Good and Evil um, is an outstanding game. And yeah, I hear it's amazing had, when the say, famous purple the stuffed worm in Flapjaw Space with the tuning fork does a raw blink on Harry Carey Rock. I need Scissors 61. God damn it, John, we told you to go reboot. What are you doing? <laughs> so yeah, if you've, if you've never played Beyond Good and Evil and the sales figures confirm that you haven't, Track it down. It's well worth it. Definitely. Definitely give it a look. And when you're doing that, look through your intrusion view. You got a PSG-1? You can use that against Sniper Calculating Wolf. computer activated. Hurry up and save Meryl. Beeps. Beeps. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Regan. Hey, Johnny, congratulations. Wow, good job. Yeah. We fixed the simulation. Sorry to be blunt, Johnny, but you really stink at this. <laughs> so, um... I love, that, I love that, that it's blunt. <laughs> well, it is. Uh, so, John, you've, uh, you've won the show. Um, so, you get the, uh, the distinct honor... Of uh, picking a theme for our upcoming episode. So, uh, Johnny, what do you got in mind for Game That Tune episode 130? Well, if I recall correctly, it's every 26 episodes becomes a redo episode. Is that the number it is? Am yes. I mathing right? You are. So, I believe that we're contractually oblig oblig obligated by ourselves to. <laughs> wow. Let me do a, a new take on that. Wow, John. the implication that we have contracts for this show. Yeah, We're I'm cashing in my Money in the Bank contract to change the theme for this next episode. Oh, yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> he doesn't get it. We, we're contractually obligated to do a redo episode every 26 episodes. So next week is a redo. You get to pick a game that you wish you got to do more music from and do more music from it. Man. If only there was a game that had been featured on the show that someone else picked that I wanted to pick for the show and discuss and choose music from. This uh, this is going to be a good theme, John. 
you've made a good decision. Um, Get ready for more Hyrule Warriors music. Exactly. It's back for a fourth time somehow. <laughs> American Idol GBA. <laughs> oh, We're God. Going, going for the all-timers here. Oh, man. So God, we're gonna we should be... really do... Every 26 episodes shouldn't be so much a redo as it is a Groundhog's Day episode. Or we yeah. just do the same games every time. Exactly. <laughs> what were you in your former episodes? I was a North American fall webworm in my past episodes. Those were the good old days. <laughs> so, yeah, next week is a redo episode. Yes, it is. So, thank you very All much right, for like everybody. Thank you for uh, thank you for listening and watching along live with us tonight. Uh, we appreciate you joining us live at twitch.tv slash game that tune, youtube.com slash game that tune, or facebook.com slash game that tune. We're live every Wednesday night at nine. And uh, we come out in podcast form on Wednesday mornings, uh, so you should check us out in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, thanks to Dire Crow for the request tonight. He sent us his request via Twitter. Uh, so you can find us there at Game That Tune. You can email your request, Game That Tune at gmail.com, or uh, you know hit us up individually on Twitter. Um, Dire Crow has request priority because he is a patron over at Patreon.com/slash/GameThatTune. You should head over to Patreon.com/slash/GameThatTune and check out our fun exclusives. We've got GTT gems. We've got mixtapes. We've got fun stuff in the works. And uh, it's all because of uh, patreon.com slash game that tune. So you should throw us a couple of bucks. We appreciate the support. Special thanks to our Patreon super fan tier producers, Alex Messenger and Lance Revere. You guys are great, and thank you for everything you do for the show. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think that's pretty much it, man. Um, you know, 24 7 live stream. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, at youtube.com slash game that tune, you should go and check out our 24 7 video game music live stream. John's always doing awesome updates to that. We have nearly 500 soundtracks streaming around the clock. So, uh, we'd really appreciate you guys checking out that. Thank you to our over 800 subscribers over at youtube.com slash game that tune. We, uh, we appreciate you watching, listening, and just enjoying video game music along with us. And, uh, yeah. So. Uh, find us on Twitter. Find me at jgangsta187. You can find David Fleming on Twitter at... DFD Fleming. You can find Jesse Moore on Twitter at... Sega underscore legend. And you can find John Regan, this week's winner, Lolly Lule Low, Lolly Lule Low, Lolly Lule Low. JP Regan JR. All right, Johnny, uh, you're, you're taking us home with bonus tunes, man. What do you, what do you, what do you got for us tonight? So I've got... There was this game for the Super Nintendo called Radical Rex. <laughs> there was a prototype of this game called Baby T-Rex. It's the same game, but with the, site, the soundtrack is slightly different, and I'm pretty excited to play this track from the Baby T-Rex prototype uh, called the Dated Slang Rap. Oh, God. Peace this out, y'all. This sounds dangerous. Baby, baby, baby T-Rex. Real 
Johnny, even my patience has its limits. I, I can't leave this thing up to you any longer. I'll do the bonus tunes, John. You can just go home. The bonus tunes tonight, it's the theme from God Hand. It's God Hand. Johnny, hit it. Got a demon, what am I? It's time for me to choose my path. The power of my God Hand. No evil doer will get past. Or fist to fist Kick the nuts or twist your wrist God power keeps my pimp hands strong So trust me or you won't last very long Dragon kick your ass into the Milky Way Don't act like you don't like the Bulbastar My arm, my arm, my arm, my arm, my arm, my arm The summon of the powers of the God Hand Lost a limb in a fight, but don't worry, babe, I'll be cool. The ultimate power of a god is now my secret. My defenses are impregnable. My style is impetuous. If it's too much, I'll grovel at your feet. I beg for mercy when I feel the heat. Jaw dropping attacks from my roulette wheel. Apocalyptic beatdowns from the God Hand. My arm, my arm, my arm, my arm, my arm, my arm. I summon up the powers of the God Hand. Everybody wants a piece. Who's next? Don't be a fool. Fighting style so slick they will make me drool The God Hand helps me work out my stress It's overpowering, I must confess The only person who it doesn't work on Is the girl who got me into this Olivia Slicing through thugs with my shockwave More beheading than a guillotine Head slicer my arm, my arm, my arm, my arm, my arm, my arm, my summon of the powers of the God Hand! That's not real. <laughs> it's quite real. God Hand is copyright 2006 Clover Studio and Capcom Company Limited. Odin Sphere is copyright 2007 Atlas USA Incorporated. Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty is copyright 2001 Konami Computer Entertainment Incorporated. Grand Theft Auto Vice City is copyright 2002 Take-Two Interactive Software Incorporated. Beyond Good and Evil is copyright 2003 Ubisoft Entertainment. Game 1 Whoops, one second. <laughs> Maybe? Mission, mission accomplished. Absurd. Hey, alright. Wait, we that's not what was supposed to happen. But you got the most points. Johnny. <laughs> that's not how the show works. That's not part of the simulation, Johnny. Alright. <laughs>